Hello, everybody. If you have not heard about Anchor, I want you to take a minute and listen to what I have to say. Stop everything that you're doing and listen. If you have ever wanted to podcast, Anchor makes it so easy for you and it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can have guests join you and record as easy as one, two, three. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That is amazing. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So here's what you have to do. I'm asking you to do this for yourself. 2021, make a gift for yourself. I want you to go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You will not regret it. We need to hear what you have to say. Go now and start your podcast with Anchor. The Influentials Podcast with Joy and Jason. The mission of the podcast is to share the groundbreaking moments that shape our lives. Everyone has a story, and The Influentials is here to give you the platform to share the good, the bad, and the ugly of yours. Uh, The Influentials Podcast, Season 5, Episode 4. And today we have an excellent, amazing guest influential from the Advocates crew, uh, Mr. Josiah Roberts is with us, so yay, we're very excited. Um, howdy, howdy, I'm glad to be here. There you go. Um, so we are here today talking about leap of faith. So as my co-host um, loves to say, I'm the one that always talks about faith and he's the one that talks about everything else. So um, <laughs> I want to say, though, a leap of faith can mean something to someone who has a very different form of faith. It doesn't have to relate to a spiritual faith i don't think i think we can all relate it's like it's like when i'm in the gym right and i'm jump doing box jumpers jumps when i'm doing Mm -hmm. box jump and i jump you know that's a leap of faith to make sure i can get high enough to land on two feet is that what we're talking about if that's what you want to talk about that's fine that is not to me that's not a leap of faith oh okay although if somebody asked me to do that it would it would be a leap to injury, but I don't know about it being a leap of faith. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, over this pandemic, I put on some pounds. I mean, it's all muscle. Oh, right. <laughs> sure it is. Well, what'd you say? Start, you know, that's why I turn my screen off because my cheeks are, are shiny. When oh, they're shiny, that means I put on weight. But like I was saying, when I jump now, I'm taking a leap of faith that I won't injure myself. Mm. Well, I'm going to dig a little deeper, and I'm going to say that um, a leap of faith can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but if we go a little further under the surface from a box jump to, like, something that maybe has a more powerful impact either on us, on our families, on the people who are around us who we're an influence for, um, if I were to open up and talk about a leap of faith I've talked about before would be just starting advocates, Um <laughs> But because I've talked about that before, I can talk about um, expanding advocates and, um, you know, just some of those big professional decisions that have been a big leap of faith because they impact not just me, but, you know, all of the people on my team and the people that we are committed to serving. So those are big leaps of faith. Um, 
But Josiah, I'm going to give the floor to you. Talk to me about, or talk to us about what, what spoke to you about a leap of faith and what you wanted to, to share with the listeners. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing that jumps out to me when I think of leap of faith is making a decision that goes against logic that you have of your situation. Um, there's this kind of, uh, there's this kind of battle that goes on in my head, usually between faith and knowledge. Um, faith is this kind of belief in something that you can't really put underneath your thumb and knowledge is having those facts, having those objective things that you can look at and say, this is true. And it's always going to be true. Like gravity, that kind of thing. Um, it's something objective, objective that you can see. So what really spoke to me about this was when I got out of college, I had to, uh, I did, I had a couple different decisions lined up in front of me, particularly with, uh, with regards to employment. I had um, my family that was down in Atlanta. Uh, I could move down with them. Uh, I had an offer for a job at a nice magnet school down there where I could go in. I'd have a lot of resources to help me teach and uh, have a lot of ways to influence a bunch of the kids in that area. Um, I also had a job offer in Hawaii to teach at a school on one of the military bases there. And I would get the government funding. I would get uh, a bunch of the perks that a lot of people in the armed services would get because I'd technically be employed by the base. And then I'd be living in paradise, which is always a, <laughs> always a great uh, little bit of incentive. Yeah, I'm getting ready to say, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in spite of all of that, I chose to live in East Tennessee. So, <laughs> but I, I chose East Tennessee because it felt like uh, the place that I was supposed to live. It felt like uh, the place where I was supposed to be. Um, not to say that I wouldn't have done well in Hawaii or Atlanta or anywhere else that I wanted to move. But Knoxville felt like the place where I could do the most good and I could have the most effect. Even though I didn't have a job lined up in Knoxville when I decided to stay, I didn't really have any factors that would be pulling me to live here. Um, all of my family was either in Atlanta um, and my brother at the time was on base in Hawaii. So that was another mm. draw to move there. Um, I didn't have a job. I had graduated a college where most of the graduates, most of the people that I knew and had developed these relationships with for six years uh, moved out of state to go to work in other places. It, very few of them remained near where the college was. So it was kind of a tough decision to not follow any friends, family, or any other job leads and just pick a place where I would have to work harder to support myself, work harder to develop a new network of uh, people who would support me and uh, work hard to put down roots in a place where I had no, uh, I had no safety net to fall back on. So that's, that's my biggest leap of faith that I can think of is making that decision in spite of 
every other option that made more sense because I could move back in with my parents, get on my feet and buy a decent starter house, or I could move in with my brother since I'd be working on base and he has a, a house on base. Um, I decided to rent a small apartment by myself in a city that I didn't know much about other than seeing the college campus near it. So. <laughs> wow. So, and I think that's what makes it, um, that, that's what makes the faith part, right? So it's, so it's not necessarily faith in, you know, God or whatever. It's just faith that this is what you're being called work. to do, what you feel like you're supposed to do. What was that, Corley? Uh, the, you know, that is going to work. Now, Josiah, where, where are you from? Um, so the technical term is all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was uh, born in Ohio in Cincinnati. Um, and I have a uh, skyline chili flowing through my veins. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Moved down to High Point, North Carolina. Um, and grew up there a little bit through elementary school, then moved to the south of Atlanta and did middle school and high school down there, and then up to Knoxville, Tennessee for college. And I've been here since, whew, start of college was 2012. So going on nine years, coming up on 10 soon. And this is Tennessee. This is Tennessee, the nice. orange nation. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Josiah was our first advocates team member outside of New Jersey. So pretty exciting stuff. Josiah, congratulations for being an advocate. Thank you. It has been a wonderful place to work. I've enjoyed every single minute of it. Yes. And I did not pay him to say that. <laughs> you sure? Because I like my son, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> nah. Nah, Joy's dope. You know, her, her, you know, with I remember Joy when she seen have a pot to piss in. What are you Can talking I say that? about? I don't know. It sounds good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to make the history. But um <clears throat> can I talk about a little bit of leap of uh leap of faith for myself? Please, please do. Okay. Uh, outside of jumping, <laughs> you know, um it's crazy because um, you know, my son is going down a similar path that I had to go down early in my life. And it's crazy um, just thinking about how familiar our situations are. You know, you always say, you know, I'm a father. I want my son to uh, go down his own path. But I just think, um, you know, just evolution is, this is what it is. This is, he's a part of me. So it is what it is. He's going to mm -hmm. pretty much be identical, if not identical, similar to what I am. Uh, and Josiah, you know, Jason, he's not, I don't, he's not a talker. I'm a talker. <clears throat> but when you talk about life experience, it's crazy because he's about to graduate next month from college. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm super proud of him, but he had his struggles. And I had the same struggles coming up. Um, we, we definitely had similar um, life experiences, if, if you can say it that way. Life experiences when it comes to um, our college experience. And 
and I know I'm, I'm rambling right now and I'm going to get into my leap of faith, you know, because I can see joy, like what the, you know, um, but, you know, I, I grew up uh, in Long Branch and people really don't know my story. You know, some people may think I was entitled. Some people may, may have think, thought I grew up with money. You know, I did have a brand new car in high school. When I say brand new, I mean a year of um, in high school. So I was fortunate, but that was, you know, my parents um, working hard throughout the years. But I never had a bedroom. I never lived in a house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I used to sleep on the front, um, in the front room on the floor. And then when I got to about I want to say uh, my freshman year in high school, we moved uh, to the top of a flower shop. And that's when I had my first bedroom, my own room. Uh, and again, we lived on top of a flower shop. So, you know, there was ants everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I will, if I left an apple out, when I wake up the next day, the apple was brown and it was brown because it was filled with ants. You know, that's how crazy it was. But that was that was my life. I could wake up with ants crawling on my face, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I used to always think, it's crazy, because I used to always think, is this how I'm going to be as an adult? Because, you know, when you were young, you didn't know what your life was going to turn out to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. am I, am I going to be this way as an adult? Like, mm -hmm. am I always going to have... Um, circumstances where I live on top of a store or you know am I gonna make minimal money oh, you're or, can you hear me now we can last I, last thing I heard you say clearly was minimum money yeah you know I have minimal money I won't be able to buy myself uh, a nice car or anything like that you know, but the way the way the world works is, you know, you fast forward four years from the time we moved to the flower shop. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a brand new car my senior year, mm -hmm. you know, a brand new 1993 Honda Accord. Um, I went to college to play football, you know, with no aspirations to be anything but an athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my life. And then I ran into some stumble. I stumbled a little bit somewhere. Um, then I'm having a son my junior year in college, you know, uh, which is Jason Jr., obviously. <laughs> uh, so, you know, then I, I still had an opportunity to, to play professionally, mm -hmm. let's say. I had an opportunity, I had a tryout. And then I got my knee dislocated. So, when you talk about a leap of faith, I, I didn't have a leap of faith. I didn't believe that I was gonna, I was meant for anything good because when I felt like things were getting good, they just kept going backwards, you know? And just to reiterate, I'm talking um, sleeping from the front, on the front room floor, moving on top of the flower shop. That was a come up for me, you know? Um, my senior year, feeling as if I wouldn't have anything, having a brand new car, you know, going to college. Nobody in my family went to college. Now I'm in college, 
you know, so things seem like they go good and then they all come crumbling down. So there was no leap of faith for me until Jason was born. And then it was it, leap of faith went out the window. It was just like I had to do it. So if you want to call that a leap of faith, then that's what it is. Because I made well, sure. Wait, wait time Go out. I, I got to interrupt you. Because Go first ahead. of all, I feel like it's nice to meet you. I didn't know any of this. Um, but <laughs> I also want to say, and it makes so many pieces just click together <laughs> for me about who you are. That's crazy. But anyway, I do think that you're skip, you skipped over all of the leaps of faith because to be in a family where you were familiar with struggle and higher education was not an opportunity or not an option or not a conversation, and then you became all those things, isn't that, isn't that the same thing? Like, isn't that a leap of faith? Like, it doesn't, but, how do you go from? But when you talk about leap of faith, I think it's something that you believe or you you see as a foresight and mm -hmm. you try to achieve it. I don't you know, I, I disagree, think, Corley. I disagree. Well, that's what I felt like that was the, the definition of leap of faith. I think, like you said, it was struggle and somebody fighting to get to where they need to be. You know? So, Go ahead. This is this is why I say it doesn't require and Josiah jump in whenever you want, but yeah. I don't think I think a leap of faith doesn't necessarily mean that you can see the end result. When mm -hmm. I left my full-time job to start Advocates and to, and to be in Advocates full-time, I couldn't see that we had 20 clients. You know what I mean? Like there was no, I couldn't see where Advocates had the potential to go. I couldn't, um, I couldn't see any of that. And when, I, when I've been asked about this before, I always say it was like walking backwards blindfolded in the dark off a cliff I couldn't but you might you might not have seen it but it was still a goal like you wouldn't have started something to say I'm gonna start this to fail you, you know what I'm saying I'm saying I didn't have that feeling until I had my son you, you see what I'm saying like life for me life just was happening I was just living life day by day so whatever presented itself I would deal with it at that time but like I said when Jason was born it was now I have to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, I, I invested, right? You could say that I invested in my son to create my son. Now I have to make it work. Just like you say you invested into advocates. I'm pretty sure you said, you know what? I'm gonna start advocates and I hope this fails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, no. might not, you may not have thought you'll be paying my son what he's paying, which it's very nice, I have to say, you know, when he gets paid, I like to play with his money. You know, don't don't tell him that, but I, I do. Um, but you you probably didn't know that you were paying, you were going to have employees and paying them that much, but you knew you was going to have employees. You know what I mean? That was definitely a goal, you know? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking because I missed a couple of episodes. I got things to talk about here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know this is we your got show. you on a good Sorry. day. I, yeah. I, I feel like we got to record about. a few episodes today because yeah. you are a chatty but, um, Kathy today. Yeah, let me let me sit back because you know I want to use it all up. I can't get y'all the goods, you know. But uh, you know that that that's my portion right now. All right. So, I think okay. Josiah wanted to say something. Yeah, I think you both like are touching on a really important part of the leap of faith is that it's not just a jump and you land on your feet 
Like you have to jump and you have to roll into it and you have to put in the hard work Mm -hmm. after you make that leap. There's no, there's nothing in your life that's just given to you Mm -hmm. unless, unless you're born in some super rich family and you get some whatever amount of loan to start a passion project for you. But hard work is always a requirement to to build that bridge that you jump onto with your leap of faith. There's, there's nothing that you can step right into and it's just immediately successful. Like I'm, I know joy has experienced this with advocates. Like she, she didn't start this company and immediately find success. This has been a work in progress for, it's been what, almost five years now since 2016. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And so I think, I think that is Jason and Joy, where you guys overlap is that that hard work is there. Jason's talking about uh, putting in that work with his son, with his leap of faith in there, growing his family, setting his son up for uh, the most success in his life and Joy creating this company and giving voices to people who don't have it. It's all built on that hard work. Yeah, he's gonna come back. I think he's in transition. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, there he is. Um, you're muted, Jason. I'm here. Okay. Um, so, did you hear the last thing Josiah said? No, it started buffing on me. Okay. Oh. So, Josiah was just saying that there's an overlap <laughs> between, um, you know, both of both of our examples of of leaps of faith and you know i i think the consistent theme in anyone's leap of faith is that there is uncertainty because if you were certain about it it wouldn't require a leap of all at all you know what i mean like you you know i grew up in a town where it was expected you went to college it was just not even a conversation like not going to college was not a conversation i don't know anyone who was like, yeah, I'm not going to college after high school. Like it just, it just didn't happen. It wasn't a discussion. Um, You know, so I was a black sheep for a thousand reasons, but one of them was because I was going to community college. I wasn't going to a four-year school, you know, and it was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you that you're going to, you know, a, a community college. So it didn't, my point was that it didn't require anything of me. Like there was no, um, I just did it. I just did what was expected. I put in the application. I went, mm-hmm. I did what was expected of me to do, you know, so there, there was not, it didn't really require anything of me. And I think that when we talk about a leap of faith, a lot of reason why people don't leap is because it requires a lot of you. It, it really does. Like you, you can't be, I don't know another word other than coward. You can't be that and be somebody who is going to take leaps and risks and and stuff i just don't i just don't think not that there's anything wrong with not taking the leap but it does require a certain amount out of you because there's a certain amount of risk and exposure that you put yourself in um and for me i put me in it i put my kids in it like you know i'm the sole breadwinner i am the parent i am the one so to walk away from what appeared to be the right thing was, mm-hmm. you know, it required a ton of me. Um, so, 
So that's why I think people get stuck. And that's kind of why I picked one of uh, this topic as one of our podcast topics, because I think what I want us to touch on is um, why, why people don't leap. And were there things in all of our lives where we had the opportunity to take the risk and didn't do it? And, and where did that land us? You know what I mean? Um, Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's, uh, there's countless stories of the people who just weren't able to make those leaps. Uh, Everybody has a, a story of a regret that mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't chase after I didn't I didn't do x y and z in college I didn't I didn't focus on my dream that kind of thing everybody has has those regrets or knows somebody who has those mm-hmm. regrets um and I th- I think you're right there is an element of cowardice to not being able to look inside yourself and say, this is the thing that I want and I'm willing to push for it. I'm willing to work for it and not take the easy way, not take the easy paycheck and just Mm -hmm. let life happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think even once you have left it's still as hard to leap again. Um, because yes. I often, I often say like when I, when I left, I gave my resignation letter to my previous job, which I printed five times and ripped up four times, finally handed the fifth one in. Um, but when I did that, you know, for me, the, the leap of faith had a lot to do with my faith. Um, and I remember being like, all right, God, I'm done forever. I don't have to leap again. Like this was the big one. I've done it all. You can't possibly ask me to do something else again. And little did I know that was just the very beginning. That was the first step on a very, you know, high ladder. Um, and I bring that up because I'm curious as to, cause for me, for you coming Josiah two advocates felt like a leap, right? Because we are a newer company by comparison to the established organization that you were in before. Um, so that to me is a leap. You know, did it feel like that to you that it was? It, it did not feel like that to me until uh, probably last week um, when I got the phone call from Regal to come back to them Mm. after they're opening up from COVID. And it was one of the toughest decisions I've had to make, I think, because I, I love Regal. I love the movie theater industry. I love all the people that I worked with there. And I had, I had the 401k, I had the health insurance, I had everything that you could want out of a well-established company, but I, I love the mission of advocates more. I love wanting to give a voice to people who don't have it and to address a bunch of the systemic inequalities that like are unfortunately a part of our country and a part of the way that our systems are set up. So it, it, it didn't feel like that leap of faith on my part until I had, I was faced with that decision of like, Oh, our, do we go back to a company at, that is really established and you know you could have health insurance your wife could 
go back to part-time and we could start thinking about growing our family or do we go on this uh, road that you believe in more in? So that was, uh, that was where it really started to feel like, man, this is, this is where I start making that belief. (laughs) Sorry, man. She would have still let you be on the podcast, man. (laughs) <laughs> Call that company up right now. It's <laughs> right. Call that I've, company up right now. <laughs> I, I do have my resignation letter printed up once the podcast is over. I'm just gonna get in. <laughs> I just I gotta get my name out there. Yeah, Join yeah, other I podcasts. Get it, I, get it. <laughs> I mean, wow, no, no pressure on me to um make sure that you know, Advocates has what it needs to be able to do everything. I mean, this is Where's your superstars at? You know what I'm saying? Huh? Where are your superstars at? My superstars? Yeah. What you mean? Josiah's right here. Josiah was around industry people. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Well, listen, you know, you, you, you steady say sleeping on Advocates. So our mission is our superstar. The work that we do is our superstar. No, he, he was talking about like superstar people that make a million dollars or better. Okay, well, that's going to be us too, if you would believe in us. I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's crazy. I no, mean, that's that great, is, though. That's great. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm not even really sure how to follow that up. Just <laughs> I, I mean, that is like, I got a lot of work to do. Um, but so, Jason, I want to say, that I think you joining the podcast was a leap of faith. Would you agree? No, definitely. Definitely. I'm, you know, I'm not a talker, but, you know, I do, I do get in my moods where I, I can go off a little bit, but uh, I'm starting to um, be able to channel that energy, that energy and, and say what's on my mind. Sometimes I'm, I'm that person that stands in the corner and I just, you know, observe you know, I'm an observer. But do you but think now, that that has cost you opportunities, though? No, I believe, I believe. But I'm still a go-getter. And I, I you know, I owe it all to, to sports. You know, I am a go-getter because I believe, you know, I compare myself to my, my children. The way that they are is identical or exactly how I am. You know, I'm reserved, I like, I'm quiet. But being an athlete taught me or made me have to, and being, I want to say, pretty successful or a decent athlete made me have to give more of myself to people. So I, I can talk like this. I can handle myself in, in situations. I, I can... Um, mingle or network you know what I'm saying because you know that's the environment I've been trained to be in whereas if I didn't if I didn't have that you know I I would definitely be like my son you know it would be hard for me to communicate it's still kind of hard for me to communicate but I I push through so yeah is it to answer your question definitely a leap of faith definitely a leap of faith so when you when I compare you know, uh, this podcast to the life story I gave you before this, I could definitely consider this a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I didn't mean, do you think it has caused you to miss an opportunity like as if you're not accomplished? I mean it like, you know, sometimes, believe it or not, I, I am an extreme introvert. I would much rather be by myself or be with my people than be like the face of anything. I don't want to have to do that. So to write a book is a big, was a big deal to do this every week is a big deal because I put, I've committed to it. So I put my heart and soul into it. So you're going to get the truth, no matter if it makes me look like a punk <laughs> um, or whatever it makes me look like, the truth is the truth. And I'm not going to do this and be disingenuous about it. I'm going to be honest. Um, so I say that to say, I think I, in my life, because I tend to err on the side of quiet, have maybe missed some opportunities that would have required me to be a little more outside of my comfort zone than normal. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And so I try to always frame every decision that way. And now that, you know, Advocates has some success and, you know, people are noticing us and people are paying attention, then opportunities come, people pay attention to our podcast and opportunities come for that. And now it's a matter of not chasing after every opportunity, but making sure that the opportunity is the one that makes sense. So it just caused me to think back to other potential times where I could have leapt and didn't because of fear or because of comfort or whatever. So it just made me think of that when you were talking about, um, you know, kind of how you've navigated life and stuff and how you ended up here. I'm a navigator. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to see you opening up more because I think that that's something that uh, you and I battle with behind the scenes of the podcast. If we were to give a little behind the scenes action, it would be that you got to be vulnerable because otherwise, what is the point of us doing this? Um, you know, because who who cares we're, we're, if it's just if it's the stuff that anybody can know about you, then what's the point that, that this isn't the platform for that? So do I still have your attention or? Yeah, okay. I hear you. Okay, because that's something I struggle with. If someone doesn't look in my direction when I'm talking, I feel as though I'm not being heard. So, um, you know, that's is that annoying. like is that like an issue? Is that like um um insecurity? Can that be diagnosed? Yeah, exactly. Say that again, Josiah. An insecurity. Yeah. So, if I'm gonna answer that honestly, I grew up in a way that I was literally unheard. Um, I was, I would be sitting in a room with my family members and they would all walk out, like not together, but like, you know, you just leave the room and like turn off the light and not even realize that I was still there. Like, so I'm very, very used to being um, like invisible for all intents and purposes. So like you're doing now, when you don't give me attention, when I'm speaking to you, it feels disrespectful. Um, and it makes it hard for me to focus because I feel like, who am I just talking to myself? Um, so. um, these things right here, and it's, and it's Jos Josiah got the, Jos Josiah has the earphones on. We hear you loud and clear. But you and should give you, somebody the respect of looking at them. You're not invisible because your head is taking up my whole screen. So that tell you right there, you have a big head. So what? we see you. Oh my god, we see you. <laughs> you see what I have to deal with? <laughs> no, no I, I understand. I understand. Okay. Thank you, because I was being very real and you come back with comedy, but it is what it is. So final thoughts 
on leaps of faith and, and what they mean um, to us or to the people that are listening and watching us either now on the podcast or just on a regular basis? Um, you can hit this one, Josiah. Yeah, I, th- I just think that my, my final thought, the thing that I would like want somebody to walk away with is uh, a leap of faith is going to fall flat without hard work. And I think we would all agree on that. Like the, the, like the, the idea can be the most grand thing in the world. You can have the fix to every single problem. But if you're not willing to build that fix from the ground up, then it just won't happen. You can run and like, look at the the Shark Tank show. Like the people who go in there are looking for money to fund their ideas, but they have the diagrams, they have the sketches, they have the market research, they have the prototypes. Everything has been worked on and built and working towards that moment. So, So make your leaps of faith, but be prepared to put in the hard work to support that belief and support that idea. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Corley? I mean, I think I said it all. I'm just just putting yourself out there. You know, Um, don't be afraid to try. You know, don't say I can't. You know, um, just be a go getter. Every day is a new opportunity. Take full advantage of it. And then if, if you do that, if you, if you go head on with life, you don't have nothing to worry about. You know, if it goes your way or not, you gave it your all. You know, that's how I feel about it. Agreed. Um, I think for me, it's um, remembering too that you, you have to do it no matter who tells you you shouldn't. Um, you know, because the people who you think are going to support you are not always going to be the ones who support you. Um, and, and vice versa, there'll be people who you think won't and, and can be your biggest um, cheerleader. So I think you have to be committed um, and dedicated to it regardless of who says, yes, this is a great idea or, you know, don't, don't do it. Um, at least that was my experience. And I think that's important for people who are facing a big decision or face facing a leap. Um, yeah, is that you got to do it no matter no matter what anybody else says. That's my advice. That's my awesome. Advice. It is awesome. So, as you know, we wrap up every episode with an attitude of gratitude. Um, Josiah, would you like to start today's <laughs> attitude of gratitude? Yeah, you mentioned this when I was getting ready to be on here, and then I completely forgot about it. So. <laughs> Um, I'm a great employee trust me (laughs) Um, you are you are I I have to say probably the thing that I'm most thankful for is uh is my wife um and like she shout out to Mrs. Roberts shout out to Mrs. Roberts she is the best um I I lost my job during COVID at that at Regal at the big company that I was at, which is part of the path that put me on towards advocates. But I, I was unemployed for almost an entire year uh, with it. And just the emotional and mental toll it took on me. She was the one who kept 
pushing me and kept saying like, you can do this. Somebody is going to see your value in the job market and they're going to offer you a job. Like you just have to keep pushing. So I'm beyond grateful for her support through that. One of the roughest times of my life. Beautiful. I love that. Jason, what are you grateful for? That I'm breathing. Definitely grateful that I'm breathing right now. Um, But I'm also grateful uh, for my son working hard, you know, uh, taking on um, this new venture with advocates. You know, he's learning a lot, you know, not probably not at the pace uh, that I guess an employee should, but you guys are working with him and I appreciate you guys to continue to be patient with him and, and help him find his way in this life. You know, he's 23 years old, still wet behind it. Well, he's super wet behind the ears. <laughs> so, um, you know, I appreciate you guys working with him day to day. And if I didn't say it, I'm sure I said it a couple of times, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I, I'm appreciative to see that he's making money. He actually has a nice savings account right now mm-hmm. before you fire him. Um, so he's doing all right. You know, I don't have to give him no more money and I'm not paying for no more college. So I'm grateful for that. Nice. Nice. Um, so, well, I'm the only female here, so I feel like mine is a little uh, more emotional based, but I am just um, super grateful for hope because I feel like, especially right now, as things are shifting in advocates and and in my personal life, it requires a lot of hope um, because stuff is outside of my control. So I am grateful that um, every morning that is new and fresh and I have um, the strength to do the stuff that is the hard stuff to do. So um, and as always, I'm grateful for our podcast and the platform that it that it has and the reach that we have. Um, we get more and more <laughs> listeners every every week. Sorry. You almost got through. Your <laughs> I was so through. close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> um, we get more and more listeners every single week, and I, it's such a blessing, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and yeah, so we also like to close with just letting people know how they can find us. So we are on Instagram and Facebook at the influentials podcast. We are on every podcast platform there is to be on. So we encourage you to go and listen and subscribe and share it with your friends and your family. Um, And if anybody, if anybody has an idea of a guest that would be good for our podcast, we are always willing to talk to people. So you can DM us or um, hit us up through our uh, website as well. So any closing remarks, Jason? We're good? No, we're good. Okay. Thank you. See you next week. Yes. Well, thank you, Josiah. And in a couple of weeks, we have Absolutely. Josiah back. Well, we don't know when we're going to air that next episode, but um, to talk about some tough decisions. So we're excited um, to have you back. And now you've, you've done the first one. So you know what to expect from Jason and, uh, right. <laughs> and what not to expect. Um, but yeah so that's it we thank everybody for listening and um and that's a wrap on episode five